Hey, hey, and welcome to the new show right here on Active FM, where radio has never been better. I'm your girl, Cynthia, but you know you can call me Gigs. And like I said, you listen to the new show, and today I'm going to be speaking about the G20 Summit that took place over the weekend. And what the G20 Summit is, it's basically the 15th meeting of Group of 20, that's why it's called G20, because it's 20 different governments. This event marks the first time that Saudi Arabia will not hold the presidency of the G20. The Saudi Arabian presidency has selected the theme, Realizing Opportunities of the 21st Century for All. So now what happens every year is that there's a different country that obviously hosts the summit and they discuss a whole lot of things for the world and the globe. And in 2017, we had Hamburg. In 2019, we had Osaka. In 2018, it was uh, Buenos Aires, and then in 2015 we had Antalya, and then in, 10 years ago it was SEAL that was uh, hosting the event. Now this year it was Saudi Arabia that was actually supposed to host the live event, and obviously because of the whole coronavirus and the lockdowns and, and stuff, they had a virtual meeting, but the virtual meeting was still hosted by the Saudi Arabian presidency. So that's what we're going to be speaking about. What did they discuss and what are their plans for the world in 2021? And that's what we're going to be discussing in today's show. Remember, this is the new show where I'm here to give you the lowdown on what's happening in the world around you. I'm your girl, Cynthia, and I'm on Axel Femme Radio has never been better. I love Axel FM. Christ music is hot music. Our music at Axel FM is lit. Everybody on the dance floor now. Christ is the one we lift our hands for now. You're tuned in to Active FM. Now, at the G20, the government's plans to adopt a plan to reduce or reschedule the debts of deeply indebted poorer countries. The G20 leaders have endorsed a plan to reduce or reschedule the debts of poorer countries hit hard by the COVID-19 pandemic. Meeting virtually for their 2020 summit, the leaders also agreed to extend by six months an existing program to defer the debt services payments of poor countries so they can divert the money to fighting COVID-19 and reviving the economies battered by the pandemic. The Debt Service Suspension Initiative, also known as DSSI, initially suspended debt service payments from 1st May 2020 until the end of the year. The G20 and the Paris Club have agreed to extend the debt service for a further six months until the 30th of June 2020. And they decided that the G20 would determine next year whether to defer the debt service payments for another six months until the end of 2021, depending on its assessment of the needs of the indebted countries. They noted that the Paris Club of 22 government creditors had also agreed to this possible extension. The G20 leaders agreed that debit services suspensions would not be enough to help deeply indebted countries, so they also decided on a common framework for debt uh, treatments beyond the DSSI. This would reduce 
or reschedule some dates. President Cyril Ramaphosa, who also attended the summit hosted by Saudi Arabia, the G20 president of 2020 had urged his fellow G20 leaders to extend debt relief, particularly for African countries. He noted that the Un African Union, which he is chairing this year, had proposed several measures, including debt relief in the form of interest payments, waivers, and deferred payments. And they basically say that they call on the G20 member states to convince all creditor countries, the multilateral development banks, the credit rating agencies and the private sector to continue to work with us to address the problem of uh, the ongoing and unsustainable developing, uh, unsustainable developing country debt. Uh, they, he carried on and said that the G20 Debt Service Suspension Initiative has helped to defer the immediate debt service payments of participating countries and recently agreed six-month extension will provide further support. And he carried on and said that, however, in addition to the suspension of debt service payments, large financing needs remain necessary to both stave off and deep humanitarian crisis and stimulate economic rebirth. So that's the plan they have with underdeveloping countries and countries that have been hugely uh, indebted because of the COVID-19 pandemic. And obviously in South Africa, we know that we are definitely one of them that um, are hugely indebted. We, 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 we took a loan, if I can call it a loan, of over billions of rands and we still been loaning and loaning and loaning. So we are one of the countries that will definitely need help with this program that they put in place. And something else that they spoke about at the G20 summit was that they urge countries not to lose sight of the climate goals. Now, the world leaders urge countries not to lose sight of climate goals in the coronavirus pandemic, endorsing the aims of the Paris Agreement amid hopes that the U.S. President-elect Joe Biden will rejoin the accord. Our participants on the second day of the virtual group of 20 summit discussed climate change in a session hosted by Saudi Arabia, holder of the forum's presidency. The U.S. formally exited the Paris Accord, which pledges limits on fossil fuel pollution earlier in November. President Cyril Maposa backed the Paris Accord while calling for efforts to mitigate against climate change to be accompanied by support for countries affected by it. And our president, President Raposa, basically said that we must remain firm in our resolve to protect our societies and the planet from environmental degradation. And he holds the rotating chair of the 55 nation AU. And then the Chinese president basically said that G20 members should strengthen the fight against climate change and continue to play a leading role to achieve full, effective implementation of the Paris Agreement. He carried on and said that China applauds the so-called circular carbon economy, or CCE, put forward by Saudi Arabia, a controversial plan that seeks to reduce emissions while capturing and reusing greenhouse gases produced by burning hydrocarbons. The U.S. President Donald Trump used his address, basically, and this is what they said, he used it to slam the Paris deal, justifying his decision to walk away from the accord to protect American workers. So President Donald Trump is obviously against the whole Paris deal. 
And he basically said that the Paris Accord was not designed to save the environment, it was designed to kill the American economy. He continued and said that he refuses to surrender millions of American jobs and send trillions of American dollars to the world's worst uh, polluters and environmental offenders, and that's what would have happened. So he's obviously backing, and that's why they're hoping that Joe Biden is going to be the president of, of America so that he can rejoin the accord. So... President Trump is against this whole thing and he he's obviously he says it's because they're going to take away a whole lot of American jobs. Other leaders spoke in favor of the pact and more broad, broadly of the need to sustain momentum on climate goals even as economies around the world are ravaged by the COVID-19 pandemic. The Indian Prime Minister uh, said attention was naturally on saving people and economies from the effect of coronavirus. The Prime Minister said that equally important is to keep our focus on fighting climate change. Climate change must be fought not in silos, but in the integrated, comprehensive and holistic um, way. The, Itali the Italian Prime Minister also commented and he said uh, that, um, they, that they will basically pay, play their part. Now, EU governments had for days resisted using the word endorse, multiple uh, officials said, pushing rather the acknowledgement of carbon capture's contribution to the climate action while making clear it wasn't enough. Now, the only issue that I have with this whole climate change uh, talk that they've been having is that if you look at the, the Great Reset or the whole thing of the sustainable development, you know, the uh, is it UN 2023, that whole uh, goal that they have with the sustainable development and building sustainable cities and all of these things, they're not only mentioning climate change, they're also speaking about gender equality and educa sex education for kids and all of these things. So they're pushing those things forward. And the fact that they're actually telling these uh uh, the countries, the, the G20 leaders are urging countries not to lose sight of that, is meaning that there's something much bigger. For the fact that climate change, whatever plan that they have for climate change, might uh, cause a whole lot of Americans to lose their jobs and affect the American economy. That means it's more to just uh, greenhouse effects and it's more to just using a son solar panel and all of these things. And that is one of the only issues I have with climate. Now, I'm not, I've never really been someone that believed in global warming. I don't personally believe that the ice caps are, are melting and stuff because I've been hearing that since I started primary school that the ice caps are, are melting and global warming and the sun is, is, is penetrating through the atmosphere and all of these things. Uh, so this whole thing, they still, I, I'm yet to be convinced that there's such a thing as global warming. And something else that they also discussed was the, they, they pledged a fair distribution of the coronavirus vaccine. The G20 leaders, so now this was on the third day of the summit that they spoke about it, and they say that they will spare no efforts to ensure that the fair distribution of the coronavirus vaccine worldwide and support poor countries whose economies have been ra uh, ravaged by the crisis. As the pandemic rages, the Club of the World's Richest Nations adopted a unified tone on the challenges ahead during the virtual summit hosted by Saudi Arabia. Now, Saudi Arabia's King Sal Salman said that the spirit of 
cooperation was needed now more than ever to face the impacts of the pandemic and create a prosperous future for the people in the whole world. But after a weekend of digital diplomacy, they are closing, uh, they closed and said that they lacked detail on many of the issues dominating in the talks. Uh, a statement was said that we have mobilized resources to address the immediate financing needs in global health to support the research, development, manufacturing and distribution of safe and effective COVID-19 diagnostics, therapeutics and vaccines. They carry on and say that we will spare no effort to ensure the affordable and e uh, equitable access for all people. While richer nations plan their vaccination programs, with the U.S. expecting to launch in early December, experts warn that developing countries face hurdles that could deny billions the first proven uh, protection against the virus. Now, last week in the political show, we actually spoke about the fact of What's the point of the virus? If someone who had contracted the virus was in the same room as someone who tested positive uh, for COVID-19, had to go back into quarantine, what's the point of us getting the vaccine? Because the vaccine is supposed to work in the same way as someone actually getting the virus. So if you have the virus, your, your body builds anti antibodies uh, to protect you against the, the virus and the vaccine, what the vaccine actually does is that it, it fools your body into thinking that you have contracted the virus and then it builds those uh, those antibodies. So if those antibodies are created and supposed to protect you from actually contracting the virus and the vaccine is actually supposed to protect you from contracting the virus, what's the point of them actually discussing how they're going to distribute the vaccine around the world? Calls are mounting for the G20 to help plug a $4.5 billion funding gap in the so-called ACT Accelerator, a mechanism led by the World Health Organization that aims to ensure access to tests, treatments, and vaccines for all. In a comment uh, echoed by other leaders, French President Emmanuel Macron said that the coronavirus crisis was a test for the G20, stressing there will be no effective response to the pandemic unless it is a global response. However, the, the final comment did not spell out how the massive the exercise would be underwritten. So they still left the summit not really sure of how things are going to happen. There wasn't a final decision and stuff, but they did say that they want to, they're pledging. So it's not that, so a pledge is this is what I want to happen and, and things like that. So there's a possibility that there might be an unfair distribution of the coronavirus. But then the G20 leaders, we obviously spoke about the fact that they're wanting to do tests in Africa. And I don't think that the African people will be too happy about the fact that they want to test the vaccines and stuff here in Africa. But that is what was basically discussed in the G20 summit this year. It was obviously hosted by the Saudi Arabian uh, president. And it was a virtual summit that happened. So it was the first virtual summit that they've had. Uh, they usually meet up uh, at the specific countries and stuff. But if you want to know more, just go and read about what they actually discussed in the G20 summit. And let me know your thoughts. Are you happy at the fact that the topics that they spoke about, the climate change, the 
the vaccine, obviously the countries that fell into debt because of the, the pandemic and stuff. Let me know, do you think that these were topics that they were actually supposed to discuss at the G20 summit or were there other things that you thought that you think that was actually supposed to be discussed? Remember, you can catch us on our different platforms. We are on Instagram at ActiveFM777. We are on Facebook, third slash ActiveFM. And we are on Twitter at ActiveFM. And you can download our shows on our different platforms. We are on www.activefm.co.za. You can also catch us on Google Podcasts and on Apple Podcasts. And you can also download our show on Spotify. So get downloading, get commenting. Let me know your thoughts. Remember, I'm your girl, Cynthia, but you know you can call me Gigs. Right here on Active FM, where radio has never been better. Active FM. Radio has never been better.